Welcome back to Better or Worse Than Transformers. We take a movie or a TV show and tell you whether it is better or worse than the most mediocre movie ever made, Michael Bay's Transformers. I'm your host, Joseph. With me is my co-host, Christian. Hello. And uh, we're missing one this we're, week. We're sans Ian. We need to start. I, I meant to plan this out. We need to come out with exciting and embarrassing reasons why he's not here because he's never going to listen to this podcast and he'll never know. <laughs> like my, the first thing I went to was like anal fissures, but like we, <laughs> <laughs> got a really bad herpes flare up. Herpes. No, that's good. Anyway. Everything we go to super inappropriate. Well, yeah, no, that's yeah. the point. So this week, we don't actually have a lot. I kind of want to mostly just complain about Westworld because I finished it this week and I regret it. But we'll get <laughs> we'll get into that a bit later. First, we're going to start out with some news. Uh, this is some pretty hyper-localized news to the Pensacola folk out there. But we just found out that uh, Kevin Conroy, the original, the only Batman. Yeah, the best. Is, uh, is going to be at next year's Pensacon, which that's, I'm pretty excited about. That's a big get. I think, not that he's like some mega celebrity or anything like that, but people idolize Kevin Conroy. Absolutely. Batman, the animated series, through Justice League, and the Arkham games is, I think, probably the quintessential Batman. For and Batman people. Beyond. I love the, I love oh, the yeah, old man true. Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Old Terry McGinnis in there. and I don't know. I'm excited. There are a couple other people, right? They're doing like a reunion. I don't know the other yeah, people. Yeah, no, the names. other people are uh, Lauren Lester, who's uh, Dick Grayson, Robin, and uh, Diane Pershing, who's Poison Ivy. Mm. So, I mean... That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm mostly excited about Kevin, Kevin Conroy. Conroy. Yeah. It's, it, that voice is the embodiment of, of what I considered masculine as a child. No, I think that's a really good way to describe it. I saw an interview with him, interestingly enough, where he talked about how he like graduated from like Juilliard or something. Really? And, yeah. It, he they someone presented this audition and he didn't even want to go because he didn't he never read comics or yeah. anything like that uh but now i mean he's fully embraced it's the, like defined his life at yeah, this point yeah everyone only knows him as batman i'm sure he did other things yeah but. i wonder if he does like face acting things he's got a very scary face i feel like i would know <laughs> if, if, if conroy was in something i would recognize it but anyway that's uh that's some exciting news for pentacle i'm excited yep. i'm excited about for uh what is that february next year yep they got Catherine tate was the other big one they announced last week I if you were she was Donna in Doctor Who, mm. who is the best companion. She also was in The Office. Mm. Uh, you watched The Office, didn't you? No. What? Dude, uh, how can you have a pop culture podcast and never watch The Office? I, it, was, it was a little bit before I started getting real into it, and I got caught on Parks and Rec instead. Mm. I see. I've never watched Parks and Rec. That's usually how it works. Yeah. Uh, what else? She also had the Catherine Tate show, which is a BBC thing. So you're saying that she's the best companion, but I've always heard that the girl from uh, Jumanji is the best companion. Oh, Amy, <laughs> no. Amy Pond. What is her name? It's Nebula from... Yeah, I can't think of her name either. Karen Gillan. Close enough. Karen Gillan. Sure. Yeah, something. Right in Karen Gillan on how we're murdering your name. <laughs> She's gotten better as an actress, but I would not say she's a very good companion. I don't, I don't, Who have you talked to that says she's the best companion? No, I know she's. <laughs> I know she's supposed to be the worst. I just wanted to get your reaction. Yeah. Oh god, I hate her. Next up, we got the. Uh, so I don't know if, if we got any Young Justice fans out there, but there's at least one of them, and that's me. And that's you. So about two years ago, they announced that there was going to be Young Justice season three after I think it was like four or five yeah, years something. after it was, it was yeah. off the air, got canceled, which if you guys haven't seen it, it's like a darker version of Teen Titans essentially, yes. but it's really good. Yeah. Um, and so I was really excited about it. And then I found out sometime in the past year that this is going on this like weird DC exclusive streaming service, which nobody wants, which nobody really wants. Yeah. Um, but 
since it's happening, they announced some more information about it. I guess the the, the opening lineup they're starting out with is, is a live-action Teen Titans, which we've seen a couple of, of photos off of mm-hmm. so far. Uh, Doom Patrol, which, which is, is going to be like a spinoff. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like another superhero team. It's got it's Cyborg where, in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's where Beast Boy came from. Swamp Thing, which would be interesting. James Wan is producing that. Really? Yeah. So I that, didn't know that. that one I'm intrigued yeah. by. Yeah. And then, you know, the the big one for me anyway is Young Justice season three because Outsiders, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It, we just I need some closure. I I'm I'm scared they're gonna do the same thing they did in this one and just leave it at a sad cliffhanger. Well they have to hope that if people wanted to bring it back, they're gonna want more seasons while that may be the case. I'm with you. I just want closure. Yeah. Just finish that story. I just don't trust that this thing is going to survive long enough Agreed. for them to... Well, what else... I, I will say this in DC's defense. What else are they supposed to do? Because Marvel has shows on Netflix, on Hulu, and they're going to have... They're going to be the Disney streaming service, so they're going to be Marvel shows on that. I'm, what other streaming service can DC go on at this point? I mean, they don't own all those. I mean, they own... Are they on any of those right now? Well, when they, they own partial of... Hulu and when they own Fox, I'm pretty sure that they'll get they'll yeah. be the majority shareholder of Hulu. So you maybe theoretically just wait a year and let Netflix do DC shows. Oh, Netflix yeah. is going to have a better budget. No, you know now that you now you bring it up, I remember because the Netflix used to have a bunch of the DC shows on there, yep. but then I, I I guess there was some sort of contractual thing with you know they're on Hulu now though. Yeah, no, yeah. I did see that. Yeah. I saw they have a bunch of the Justice yep. League ones. Um, some of the good ones, some of the not so good ones. I just watched one of them on there, Teen Titans versus Justice League. Yeah, well, we talked yeah. about that. That one's good. Yeah. The other one that's on there that that's pretty good is uh, the Justice League Dark. If you ever get a chance on it, yeah, I like Justice League Dark. It's it's not bad. What's the retro one? That one's on there too, and I like that one. I oh yeah, New Frontier. New Frontier. Yeah, yeah that one's yeah. pretty good. So anyway, going back to the DC streaming yeah. service, <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel about it. It's supposed to come out this fall. There's no pricing on it yet. But I have to watch the end of it. Like, if, if they're going to do another season of Young Justice, I'll do it for a month, whatever I need just to do. Just to power through it. I will power through it. It's yeah. important to me. I just don't want to pay for another streaming service. I know. I've already set aside the money it's going to take to do the Disney streaming service because I've accepted <laughs> that that one's going to happen. Um, but the uh, there's no need for a DC one. And it, it's supposed to have a whole bunch of digital content, comics, and stuff mm. like that. But, oh, yeah. No, I forgot they're integrating comics in yeah, there as well. Not really sure how that's going to work. But Next up, we have uh, Predator trailer. The new Shane Black Predator has a... There was a new trailer. The original trailer came out... Not that long ago. Not that long ago. Maybe a month or two ago. And they just really it didn't really have a lot to it. And this one's got a little bit more info. There's like a super predator, a super predator. That's pretty much the only reveal in this one that wasn't in the other ones, right? Yeah, I mean Olivia Munn is in it, yep. and a bunch of people that is kind of a weird cast to me. Like it's an interesting cast. It is an interesting cast. And yeah, there's like a giant predator. Mm-hmm. So are they going to team up with the smaller predator to kill the big predator? I feel like that's. I I don't know. Do you think like the the little predators are like they're running away from them? They're scared of them, or are they like are the little predators now the, like the big predators bitches? You know, like are they like they're <laughs> they're little slave minions? Uh, I kind of took it as they were afraid of it, so hmm. I guess it could go either way. Yeah, maybe they created it, but they can't control their creation. Right. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's it's not necessarily a plot. I guess I anticipated the movie hasn't wowed me yeah. in the trailers. I'm excited to see it. It does remind me though. Have you ever heard the like the interview question people ask Arnold Schwarzenegger was like, "Would you rather face a thousand duck-sized predators or one duck or one predator-sized duck?" <laughs> that seems to be the whole plot of this movie. What does like, he say? Oh, he says he'd rather fight the. Uh, I think he says he'd rather fight the predators because he killed one big predator. I don't remember, but. <laughs> 
that seems to be a general like someone thought oh we should make that in a movie there'll be a bunch of tiny predators and then one big predator and they're all trying to kill people olivia munn and what's his face from the punisher thomas thomas jane are gonna try to save us and keegan michael key yeah keegan michael key i feel like keegan michael key's gonna die boyd holbrook i don't know man how do you know these character names that's isn't that the actor from logan Who's also oh, shit, I thought you were talking about, like, uh, never mind. No, but yeah. that sounds like a character. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I have no idea. I don't know who that yeah. is. Ian uh, would know it. He would know it. He'd be very upset to hear us not get it. But he doesn't listen he's to this podcast not gonna know. because he's out with aggressive anal fissures. Well, Ian would know it, but he'd also, like, mix up, like, four of the letters. He probably would. Yeah. And I'm doubling down on that, by the way. <laughs> I started off the show aggressively. <laughs> you and we stick may, with We it. may have lost some people, but it doesn't matter. He's got a real sore butthole. <laughs> Jim Carrey is is reportedly cast as Doctor Robotnik. D- or do you are you an Eggman? Which one do you go with? Because I'm a Doctor Robotnik yeah. person myself. But isn't, that, isn't the whole story like that's what they called him in the United States instead of translating it from Japan from Eggman? I think is what it's supposed. To I be. have no idea. I don't know. It seems like a weird hire to me, but I guess it's a it's weird a weird character. movie. It's like what what do you do with that? Um, you have James Marsden who is cast in this movie running around with a animated blue hedgehog to collect gold coins and fight Jim Carrey in a role that I feel like is going to be very similar to his Grinch. Is he going to fly around in a little Eggman thingy? Oh, no, if he doesn't, I'd be really upset. Yeah. Because, like, that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this is or who it's for, but I'm, I'm, it. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I want to see what the trailer is. Maybe they'll take it in a direction <laughs> that I'm not expecting. I do really want to see a trailer just because I want to see Sonic, like, in live action. I just want to know what that looks like. I'm the same way with that Pokemon movie that comes out next year. Detective Detective Pe- Pikachu yeah. with Channing Tatum? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, that's what yeah. it is. Like these are those are weird thing nineties handheld games are now becoming movies and it's a weird like criterion, but I'm I'm just curious. I'm curious enough, but I feel like you're gonna ruin it. I mean I'm more excited for Pokemon than I am for Sonic the Hedgehog. The bar for video game movies is super low. Yeah, I keep telling myself to watch Tomb Raider and I won't make it. Yeah, no, do I'm it. not gonna get to it either. Next up we got the Avengers title for the next Avengers movie. Might yeah. have uh, might have leaked. Supposedly. The uh, the cinematographer from uh, the last couple of Avengers movies, a couple other Marvel movies. No, did he put it on his resume? Did he put I it think up on so, t- something like that? But it's it's listed as Avengers Endgame, which was my prediction, which was exactly your prediction on this podcast. So so kudos to you, Christian. We yep. will acknowledge that. Uh, I mean, it's a logical title. It yeah, makes, no, it, makes it makes sense. perfect sense. I feel like that's the only reason that line is in the movie in the first place. Yep. If you're unfamiliar, the Doctor Strange before he dies turns to Tony and says, "We're in the Endgame now." And yeah, it really kind of feels out of place other than it has to be the name of the movie. Right. Um, it's a logical choice. Surprise, I don't think there's a lot of like comic background for it. And I, again, I'll wait till there's confirmation, but I feel really confident. It seems that's, very likely. That's the name of the film. I'm okay with it. It, yeah. fits. it works for me. Jumanji 2 has officially been announced. On Underway. It's, it's, oh, it's officially underway. No, it's not in production, but it's going to happen. Okay, yeah. yeah. No. Yay. Uh, with the other cast and brother coming back to direct, and I want to say all the cast. Wait, is it the one that did the first one? The one that did the first okay, one. Okay, yeah. yeah. Lawrence, the, Jonathan. What's the other one? Lawrence is the dad. Yeah. Jonathan. Is the, the good son. I don't know. Kevin? Kevin sure. Kasdan? Kevin Kasdan. <laughs> Probably not. That's fine. Whatever. I'm yeah. the, I'm the only, everybody else like really liked this movie or at least liked it more than they thought they would. I thought it was fine. I liked it more than I thought I would. I didn't love it. 
The second time I realized how much they go back to the penis joke. They go to man. the penis joke a lot. A lot. I will say that, that Jack Black sells it for most of the movie. Yeah, Jack Black is hilarious. He's very movie. good. But that's the, You talked last week about comedy movies being tiresome. Like, if Jack Black plays a female again, a teenage female again, is it going to... Oh, yeah, no, you can't make that joke hold out forever. Yeah. But, yeah, that's fine. I'm, yeah. O- I'm okay with this movie existing. Star Wars Episode Nine. It's supposed to be starting filming this month. Yep, finally in July, the end of the Skywalker saga or whatever, finally going to come to a close. And when, when is the movie supposed to come out? December of night. 2019. No. Yeah, 2019. Okay. What year are we? 2018? Yeah. yeah, we're in 2018. Yeah, December of 2019. Against the same day as Jumanji 2. You literally just asked me what year it is. Yeah, I lose track. Are you a time traveler? I have children. Oh, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, it's J.J. Abrams. Great. Coming back. Um, I think Kylo is going to be redeemed in it, and I'm still hoping that Poe dies. He still could. It was his it, idea originally. It was, and he's a very meaningless character, so you could make it seem like you're killing off a major character and not actually impact the plot in any way no, you whatsoever. No, wouldn't, you wouldn't at all. Someone compared him to a, um, what's that thing Ian thinks that is in every movie? A MacGuffin. A MacGuffin. And that he just causes the plot to move along. Like, he doesn't, he's, there's no character development for him. Yeah. He just forces there to be plot, which I would argue he forces there to be unnecessary plot. Right. But I could understand the comparison. I mean, I would argue the entire plot to The Last Jedi isn't a necessary plot, but. The the other comparison I heard is that he's Wedge Antilles in live action, which I dig dig. I think that's a, that's a fun... <laughs> that's that's uh, also that's, probably that's, fair. That's a little redeeming for it. And Oscar Isaacs is just so damn charming. He is. He's just very handsome. But yeah, he's just gonna... Uh, fucking J.J. Abrams. I'm not saying I want Ryan Johnson to come back. I just feel like... I don't know. I have thoughts. We'll come back to Star Wars. Do I, I rewatched it this okay, week. Okay, we'll, we'll save it for, for watching later. Jeremy Irons is supposed to be cast in the, the HBO Watchmen series, potentially yep. as Ozymandias. Yeah, we don't know for sure, but that seems that everyone's seen. His, like, the character role description is, like, rich aristocrat that i don't know it, i read it and i thought oh yeah that, that sounds, sounds like, like ozymandias, ozymandias. Yeah, yeah no that's fair so i'm down with that that sounds like a good cast i think it's a good cast if, especially if it takes place after the events right. of, of watchmen he seems like a very ozymandias kind of guy but ozymandias is also supposedly dead in the show so a whole bunch of other people too uh the guy who plays black mana in the aquaman mo- movie yeah he's gonna be in it some other people but i don't know probably no watchman characters besides ozymandias dr manhattan that's the only one i, I, I like. deeply doubt it there you, you gotta bank off something for that series to work yeah that's what, well that's why i think dr manhattan would be the guy if you're yeah. gonna have one because rorschach's dead rorschach would be the guy yeah, but like, could, I don't know, could you have a, you know how there's like a, another Night Owl? Could you have like more people taking up the mantle true. as the same? In Doomsday Clock right now, there's a new Rorschach, mm-hmm. who basically is his dad or mom or something was Rorschach's therapist. Yeah, it's the dad. Yeah. And so I guess you could do that. Like, you know, I don't know how relevant they want to be or current, but I am intrigued by the show simply in the fact that it exists. I, yeah, no, I just want to I want to see like a production photo. I want to see like a vague idea of what this is going to look like. You really don't know. I have no idea. I'm, yeah. I'm curious. What else we got here? Uh, Kumail Nanjiani and Rafe Spall. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani, the comedian Rafe Spall, the recent villain of Jurassic World. Buffalo uh, Bill. What? Isn't he? No, no, he's uh, the other villain. He's the, 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 the businessy guy. Oh, yeah. that's that guy's name? Yeah. He doesn't look like a Rafe to me. There's only one Rafe you know. Yeah, and he's good. <laughs> he is good. <laughs> uh, I've been cast in the uh, Men in upcoming, Black movie. Upcoming Men in Black movie. That, is it a reboot? 
I don't know. I don't know if anybody knows. Exists in the same universe, probably. I'm guessing it's going to exist because in the same. If Will Smith wants to come back one day, yeah, you're going to let him come. Let's back. call it. Let's call it a soft reboot. Yeah. The original news with it is that it cast uh, Tessa Thompson and um, Chris, Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth re- reuniting from Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Liam Neeson as the chief British chief of the Men in Black. What was the? Was it Zed? Is that the yeah. name of the guy who's? Yeah. Uh, oh man, that guy's got a really cool, Rip Torn. Yeah, is yeah. he still alive? I don't know. He looks like he's lived a hard life. So he does he, look if, like he's lived a hard life. If he died, I think he's also done some bad things in his life. If I'm like remembering, if not, I'm sorry. I'm slandering you, Rip Torn. <laughs> don't sue us. But, but yeah, please, <laughs> you're never going to listen to this. It's fine. But what a cool name! If that, yeah. I don't know if that's his real name. It's not. I'm sure it's not. If, if even so, someone fine. in the '40s was like, "Let's name our kid Rip." Uh huh. I, <laughs> I was watching. Uh, I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine the other day, and they, they come up with call signs, and Andy Sandberg's character comes up with a call sign for himself, Deathblade. <laughs> like, it's pretty fucking awesome. That's great. I'm down with it. So let's see. Yeah, the last one on here is that uh, Jonathan Kasdan, who was the writer for Solo, which would I would, I would consider the most underappreciated Star Wars film so far, has been roped in to write uh indiana jones 5 yeah i mean just continue i think lawrence kasdan also wrote an indiana jones movie i think he did last crusade mm. i guess just further digging into his father's footsteps uh and making an indiana jones movie i, I agree with you solo is underappreciated um based on its box office performance right general reception and i i'm intrigued to see what he can do with indy i mean it can't be worse than the last one right i mean like we can't be worse than kingdom of the crystal it would be Skull. pretty hard I mean, Spielberg was there, and he let all those things happen, uh, so... And Harrison Ford, like... So Harrison Ford is supposed to be coming dude, back yeah, for he's coming one. back. This is the last one for Harrison Ford. Okay. But he, Spielberg said he anticipates the series to continue. Okay. Oh, time. no, they're going to try and do the... They're going to pass the baton again. I kind of hope they just, like, cast well, a new person mm-hmm. and go back to, like, the 40s mm-hmm. and just pretend they're Harrison Ford the whole time. I don't think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, that. but see, Indy has to go against Nazis. It didn't work when you went against the communists. For, I want for, a new Indy movie. It's not a franchise where I'm like, don't touch it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. You know, it's not that sacred to me. What's the, what's the seri- uh, franchise that you would say, don't touch it? Back to the Future. Okay. Yeah. It, specifically, they should have stopped after the first one. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> I like the third one. The third one's pretty good. The third one is the worst one. The second one, I, I, I appreciate. The third one's horrible. But if you were to say, we're going to make another one about Marty's kids, I'm boycotting that. I'm not going to be a part of Occupy Wall Street, but I'll occupy Warner Brothers or whoever that is. To Who think. would be young Michael J. Fox? Young Michael J. Tom Holland. I, you know, that's actually pretty good. Yep. Yeah. So you wouldn't watch a Back to the Future movie with Tom okay, Holland. Now that I say it out <laughs> loud, if it, were, if it were Tom Holland, who would play Doc? I mean, what's his face? He's yeah, still, I guess he he's still, still alive. Yeah. Yeah, no, I probably could do Christopher Tom Lloyd. He doesn't age. Well, I mean, I think he was olded up for probably. Back to the now he's really that now old. he's actually just old. Yeah. Um, See, but I'm also that person who's like okay with reboots. Mm-hmm. So like the Karate Kid reboot, it was just as entertaining to me as the Karate Kid. Realistically, I don't think the Karate Kid holds up very it well. It does not. <laughs> so like the fact that they were making another indie and they were saying it's you know could be a good body Harrison, that's fine with me. It doesn't upset me. I want more of those stories. I like that character. Fair enough. I like that character more than I like Mutt Williams, and I don't want any Mutt Williams movies. Sorry, Shia. I don't know. I, I could totally... I'm totally down with, like, a really art house, just nonsense <laughs> version of Indiana Jones with Shia LaBeouf. He has, like, some guy follow him with a film crew, so then he can, like, go back and watch himself go through where he, these temples. 
He can like walk through the streets of, of America and punch real life Nazis in the face and steal treasure out of people's houses. Yeah, he's so weird, man. I know. I don't know. I'm down with it. Anyway. Either way, Kasdan, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Megan and Yvonne. Uh So yeah, this brings us to uh, what I guess would be our main topic, which is mostly just me complaining about Westworld. Have yeah. you seen any of Westworld? Uh, No. No, okay. I know that it's there are robots in it. Correct. People have sex with robots in it. They do. Um, James Marsden was in it. He was in it. Uh, Anthony Hopkins was in it. Was and still might be in it. Oh, snap. The black guy from the Daniel Craig James Bond movies is in it. Yes. What is his name? I can never remember his name, but yes, he is. And What's-Her-Face from Solo is in it. Isn't Tessa Thompson in it? No. Oh, she isn't. Yeah, Tessa Thompson's also in it. Um, God, Tandy Newton. That's her. Thandy or Tandy, Tandy Newton. Newton. Yeah. yeah. So I know the cast. You do know the cast. Yeah. So it's, it's based off of a film from, I think it was the 70s. Yeah, written by Michael Crichton. Written and directed, apparently, by oh. Michael Crichton. Uh, I mean, it's essentially Jurassic Park with robots. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. He had a thing for amusement parks. He had a, th- you know. Which was weird, because wasn't he a surgeon? I don't know, man. This yeah. t- like Because I was just watch- rewatching, I'll get to it, but I was just rewatching Jurassic Park. I feel like Michael Crichton really hates science. I feel like Michael Crichton intentionally set back like public opinion of science. That's years. probably true. <laughs> it's all his stuff is all about like the danger of it, right? Yeah, and there's no like like logical basis for it. It's just it murders you, right? It's like we're messing with things that are beyond us. <laughs> we don't know why, but we they're... can't play God <laughs> exactly. Uh, but anyway, first season, I think two or three years, it was two years ago, two I years think. ago, two yeah. years ago. Um, but yeah, you said it's got, uh, Anthony Hopkins, it's got Ed Harris, uh, it's got, oh, a, it's yeah. got, a, it's got a great cast. I should have remembered. And it's, it's a super dumb idea. It's the, the, like the basic premise is real dumb. It's the idea that there's an amusement park for the super wealthy where they can go and just be whatever they want to be. It's essentially mm-hmm. playing a real life video game. You can be a good guy. You can be a bad guy. You can do anything and there's no consequences. So it's like you can be your truest self. Mm. Um, but the, in a simulation. In a simulation. But the, the, it's, not a, it's not like a virtual simulation. It's, you know, the, the, it's physical towns yeah. with yeah. physical robot android things. But the thing is, you know, as we learn through the course of the series, the androids are smarter than they, uh, than they first appear. Always seems to be the case. Right. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's like groundbreaking, but you know, it does all the explorations Mm -hmm. on, you know, like, uh, what makes us human and, and the nature of humanity. Cause I mean, the whole thing is that the people who go into the park are are usually like, they're behaving at their absolute worst because they know there's no consequences. So it's this idea that the, the androids are often behaving more human than the, um, sounds like a trip to new Orleans. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, it's not unlike a trip to new orleans <laughs> they, they give you a bunch of like good writing high concept stuff with a bunch of sex violence and cursing very hbo format it's very hbo format and anthony hopkins is a phenomenal ed harris is really good if not slightly underutilized the cast is pretty good originally jonathan nolan jonathan was nolan uh, wrote was and, and producing uh, it right he's still producing but he mm-hmm. wrote the first season and I would say it, it's not perfect, but I mean, there's it, it, because it's a Nolan movie. There's a there's a timeline thing and a twist in it. Mm-hmm. But overall, it's pretty good. The first season of that show, I would say, is a really solid show. And then the second season is shit. <laughs> it's so bad. The finale came out last week, and I'm fully intended to watch it, but I just forgot because I just yeah. don't care about this mm-hmm. show. I feel like any any like subtle you know treatise on uh on, on humanity or consciousness or any of those things it's out the window it's just like sheer cynicism about like humanity's bad 
robots are also bad. Everybody's bad. <laughs> like there's there's nothing to it anymore. Uh, it's just it's just people being awful people and shooting each other in the head all the time. Was there any sort of like twist or well, they, they, that that kind of like you were intrigued by? Yeah. Or? Well, so one of the one of the main premises they come to in this is the idea that the the secret reason the park exists was that it was collecting information on on the its users right? on its users, which again is dumb because you have again the ability to make essentially people Mm -hmm. and you're using them for advertising it's dumb they also ended up kind of roping in this idea that the company and and the purpose of the park or the purpose of this technology is also being used to like kind of develop immortality for for Mm. humans so that you can like transfer your consciousness transfer your consciousness and and live forever as yourself or as you know close to whatever nine black mirror episodes no it, it's absolutely very black mirror which I, I mean that that aspect the seeking immortality yeah. whatever is like okay now that's actually an interesting direction to go with this um that was one of the reasons that I, I did stick with it for a little bit but they pretty much abandoned that also like midway through the season like it's not that important it's mostly just about a war between the the robots and the humans at this point at this point mm-hmm. in, the, in the whole second season and everybody has like their own little like ideals and reasons they're doing a thing, but none of them make sense, and none of them are very consistent with the characters, and none of them have like a lot of depth. I mean, the best episode that people are talking about is the one where it's it's a completely separate from all of the characters that we've met so far. It's just one of the uh, like Native American hosts in the park who like slow. He's he's never had to be reset, mm-hmm. and so he like slowly realizes that there's something weird. That people are being like replaced and stuff. Um, and uh, like, it's not bad. It's not a bad episode. It's an it's I, I, it was an interesting change from again, just like the the gratuitous violence and cursing and sex yeah. and whatever it's become. But it's still like I didn't feel like it brought anything new to the table that hadn't already been said in the show before. Is the man in black a robot or not? Oh, who fucking? I mean, that's the whole thing. Like they do, they don't tell you. No. Well, they. they and that's the thing. I know he like cut into his arm or whatever. Yeah, no, it, it gets it gets uh, one of the things I did like about it, and I don't like it because that's the direction that they went. But I like kind. Of, I, I don't know. Does it is it good if you like self reference the uh, the first shot is Bernard the I can't remember the actor yeah, name, yeah, the, yeah. the guy from um, Casino Royale Casino Royale who's pretty much the main character one of the main two characters in this season. Um, like unconscious on the ground on like the shore with the waves crashing up against him. And it was very reminiscent of Inception, the first opening sequence of Inception. And that's very much the direction they go with it at the end. There's like all these different levels of virtual planes of existence where, where host memories are going and, you know, maybe where you are isn't really reality and blah, blah, blah. It's very Inception-y at the end, which is, I feel like, again, intended. It's supposed to be like, oh, look how, you know, you thought it was this, but it's all these other things. But it was just... Sounds convoluted. It was very convoluted. One, it was too complicated. Too many different things without, like, establishing weight for yeah. for why it mattered that you were going in any one direction. I have an answer for this problem. I'm excited about it. Um, And two... All of the characters were assholes. You know the one, the, 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 the one person that I really liked in this show was the other Hemsworth, Luke Hemsworth. Yeah, is the like the security guard. Uh-huh. He's like in it for a total of ten minutes of screen time in ten in the second season. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's unfortunate. I feel like that's like big break was the first season of the show, and yeah, but. and and he mostly just got it off because they thought it was Liam Hemsworth, and they're like, oh well, I oh, guess you'll do. This is the other guy. No, what they should have done with this show is call it Westworld, make it a reboot of the. 
the movie, the seventies yep. movie, and take all that shit out of it that you're talking about, and just make it about like a slow rising, ten- like the balance between human and robots constantly escalating. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's a Matrix prequel. Sure, uh, I thought you were gonna go Terminator prequel. You could do that too. Which uh, a lot of people feel that that the Matrix is a Terminator prequel or sequel. I can't remember. How would you do that? I, I don't mean, remember. I don't know, but. You could, you know, then it just becomes something completely different the yeah. whole time, and you took this other thing and you retconned it into something else, and that is a twist alone, and it doesn't have to be like crazy. I think the reason why like Black Mirror handles that stuff so well is because it's an anthology, like it's not yeah. spread out over. You have ninety minutes mm-hmm. to introduce this thing and then talk about the consequences mm-hmm. of those things, and so you really. You're not really invested in the characters in Black Mirror. You're invested in the concepts of Black Mirror. But when you have a multi-season show, when you cast of characters, like and the same thing's true for the original Matrix. It's why the sequels don't work because you don't care about Neo, Trinity, and all. You know, whatever Lawrence Fishburne's character's name is, Morpheus. Morpheus. You what you what made the Matrix cool was this idea of the world around us is not real and it's a simulation controlled by mm-hmm. dystopian robots. I don't. I don't think that can work over two or three seasons of yeah. a TV show where you're invested in characters because it's not. It's not about the technology. That's not why you're intrigued by mm-hmm. Westworld. I don't know. I. I probably won't watch it. I, no. Know. No. I. I say all this to say, do not watch it. Oh, thank it's you. It's a waste of time. I would argue this is almost more of a waste of time than True Detective season two because. This was such a slog. Like, I had to be doing other things while I was watching this because it was so painful to watch. That's how it was with some seasons of Yu-Gi-Oh! I believe it. <laughs> um, I will say the one thing that made me feel good about, like, sticking it through was they end the, the season on uh, what I would consider an underrated Radiohead song, Codex from oh, King of Limbs. It, was, it spoke was, right to you. It spoke right to me. I felt pretty good about it, but... It, it was a small consolation prize for a miserable ten and a half hours of my life. So, it's it, better or worse than Transformers. It is worse than Transformers. Whole show, whole show. Okay. Well, uh, the season. first season. <sighs> would you, if you had to choose right now to rewatch three episodes of Westworld or Transformers one time, what do you choose? Probably Transformers. Yeah, yeah. I, worse than Transformers. I would. I haven't even watched. It, and I've rewatched Transformers and I had the opportunity to watch Westworld and I just it it never spoke to me really. I was intrigued by it, but never enough to sit down and watch it. Mostly because of the cast. The cast especially the first season, the cast looked really good. And it is it is the best Anthony Hopkins that I've seen in a long, long he's so good in it. And and I mean that's another problem. He does show up in the second season as his consciousness in the Yeah, he's like a he's like a robot sense. consciousness thingy. Yeah. Um, as but, soon as you said he may come back. But but one of the reasons I really liked him in the first season is because, you know, again, it's a Michael Crichton novel. But he's kind of like a, a sinister John Hammond. Yeah. Well, John Hammond's pretty sinister in the novel of Jurassic Park. Is he really? Yeah. Okay, so maybe it's just John Hammond. Yeah. Um, but I really like that character because he starts off as kind of like this really like aloof, brilliant, but but kind of disconnected from, from you know, like... The reality. From from reality and, and you know, maybe like time has moved past him and, and his original concept is how it seems at the beginning. But then over time, you start to realize that he has a much greater grasp on, on mm-hmm. everything that's going on than he lets on. And that he's, you know, got these grand designs and plans and he's playing everybody. And it's, it's a very interesting dynamic and he plays it really, really well. Hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised he got him to even do an HBO show. But... I know. I mean, look, I think he just enjoys working, genuinely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway. I mean, he did a Transformers movie. So he sure really, did. He he's... might just enjoy money. I don't yeah. know. 
That's probably what it is. Anyway, so yeah, Westworld season two worse than Transformers. What else you watch? Um, I finished up two shows actually. Uh, I finished up Parks and Rec. Me and uh, me and the wife have been watching that the for old ball and chain. The old ball and chain. I've been watching that for I don't know months now. Yeah, um, I'm sure it takes a while. It's over. It's fine. Is that the first time you watched it beginning to end? It's the first time I've seen the last couple seasons because mm. I dropped off because it's, it's not as great the last couple seasons, mm-hmm. but it's still consistently charming and you're still sad to see the characters and the the you know pawn ego but i'm glad it's over um i also finished kill a kill which is really good like it's really yeah. good this um, is on netflix it's on netflix it's on, i know for you it's yeah. important to note that it's only in japanese right now like oh, they don't they yeah, don't have a problem the, there is an english dub on hulu mm-hmm. i will say the the I, and i'm not like a purist on this but I will say the sub is better because I've, I've mm. listened to both, but I like the sub better. It's really good. It's impossible to explain what this show is about because it's one of those like really bizarre worlds that yeah. it took me like three episodes to like understand the rules of the universe. Um, but once you're in it, like you're in it. But it like if you if I was gonna explain to you what it's about, you you'd think I was having a stroke. Like so I just go watch it. Just just go watch it. It's yeah. it's worth it. I watched the first hour of Jurassic Park just because I wanted to go back and check it out. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna probably finish it after you leave. Uh, it's it really holds up. It's a great yeah. movie. That first that f- my favorite moment still is I I love the like dinner table scene when they're first in the park and mm-hmm. John Hammond like wants everybody to love it. And yes, everyone's super skeptical yes. about it. I love that part and just the scene when Doctor Grant sees like a brachiosaurus for mm-hmm. the first time. Like that's such an iconic moment. And the we have a T Rex. Mm-hmm. Every time I see a film like that, like classic Steven mm-hmm. Spielberg or, or really any competent filmmaker, I just really appreciate the fact that you shouldn't have unnecessary shots. Every mm-hmm. single shot should be in the movie for a reason, should be telling part of the story. And I feel like this movie does that so well in that like every single time they cut to a different frame, I understand why they're cutting there. Like I understand yep. like what it's adding to the story. It's just, I mean, it, I would say it's fantastic filmmaking, but it's it's really just like it's textbook competent storytelling. You know, it, it's there's there's no fluff there. Like it, it's exactly what it needs to be. It's the core ideas. Everything has a purpose. Yeah, you you would think that would be the easiest way to make movies. You'd think right? so, but it's just Spielberg has just this like this perfect grasp mm-hmm. on what needs to be in a movie and what doesn't, and he has no problem cutting stuff. I feel like that's probably where the issue becomes mm-hmm. is, you know, it's an art, and as you if you're the director, it's your art. And it's probably hard to, you know, trim the fat in that. But Spielberg understands. And so movies like Saving Private Ryan or Schindler's List, which are not so much really about the plot as much as they are about the world in which they they live in. Mm -hmm. There is a lot more. You know, those are... Or Lincoln, too. Same way. Three plus hour movies. But it's important for you to understand and feel these emotions. Whereas like Jurassic Park, it's a survival movie. You, You survive the park. And so if there were just shots of people just somehow making it, mm-hmm. that doesn't fit the narrative of the movie. The, the narrative of the movie is you're on the run, you have to survive. And if it's not that, it doesn't need to be there. Um, it's unfortunate that he kind of like lost his way a little bit on, on Lost World. Right. But, um, the first one is so good. I will also say one of the things that I noticed watching it again is... Spielberg does a really good job of using reaction shots to mm-hmm. tell you how you're like, 
how, how you're, you're supposed, supposed to feel. feel. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of them with Alan Grant in that movie. I yeah, no, like. absolutely. I mean, Alan Grant, I mean, Alan Grant and, uh, and Ellie, Sad- is it Ali- Ellie? Ellie, yeah. Ellie Sadler uh, are definitely supposed to be like the audience stand-ins, you know, they're experiencing the park for the first time and they, they really sell it. Like, cause mm-hmm. they like, you just see the child like wonder. Isn't there a scene with Ellie where she like takes her glasses Yeah. Oh off? no, that's yeah. such a good scene in yeah. the Jeep when they both, yeah. oh yeah, it's a great scene. Anyway. Uh, that was one of the things that I noticed watching it this time that I was like, oh, that's a really nice touch that I feel like, I mean, I'm sure it, it had, back when that movie came out, the CGI and, and the effects were really cool. And they pro- still hold up pretty well, though. The bro- the Brachiosaurus is not great, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. The chase scene? No, that's really good. Yeah. And I, I feel like that would be enough. Like, you'd probably be excited about that. But, like, again, cu- cutting directly from that back to the reaction shots, like, you realize, oh, man, this is really cool. Even mm-hmm. if, you know, it's, it's a very, like, subconscious. I'm supposed to be odd right, right. now. And it, I, I don't know. It, it, it's a cool uh, It's peak Jeff Goldblum, too. <laughs> I, I realize Jeff Goldblum at his finest. I know. I realized watching this is like I couldn't be in a room with Jeff Goldblum for two <laughs> no, minutes. <laughs> I just laughed the whole time. Yeah, I, I just think he'd be insufferable. Yeah, he just he just so much. <laughs> it it's weird too because like prior to Jurassic Park, he had done movies like The Fly, yep. and and all of a sudden he's this like hyper charismatic, like mm-hmm. egotistical maniac, and then he never stopped being that. Like after that moment, that's who he was. Yep. And it's it's fantastic. It turns out that's just what he is all the time. Yeah. That's just like the f- switch he has flipped. The, I guess the kind of exception would be like Independence Day. He's like the quiet, uncomfortable, nerdy scientist. Yeah, but he's still got that kind of frenetic energy to there him. There is still like a charisma. Yeah. There. But yeah. No. I, now I want to watch Jurassic Park. No, that's fair. You should. It's really good. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, I've started playing this game that's like a on on my phone. Oh. I know, I know. It's a mistake. It's 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 one of those battle royale games that yeah. I've never played PUBG or Fortnite or any of those things. It's uh it's like a smaller one. This is designed for mobile games. Where again, it, it's like a battle royale thing, but the the arena, the the map is constantly shrinking. Yeah, it's like Fortnite. Is that how they yeah. is that how it works in Fortnite? Anyway, it's really frustrating because like yeah. I've gotten in second place so many times and I haven't just won can't yet. Get the one. I just can't get the <laughs> one, and it's breaking my spirit. I will say I have debated on downloading a mobile game, the Dragon Ball Z mobile game. Oh yeah, I have. I can't remember the name of it, but I, it looks really cool. Like the the ads for it, I see uh-huh. are uh, because I watch so much anime. Like anything on Facebook or whatever is an ad for something. Anime, yeah, I know. Basically, um, that. I was like, oh, this looks good. Like, I kind of want to play this, mm. but I, I just can't get on the mobile gaming thing. It takes up too much of your battery. It takes up too much of my life. It was a mistake, but I have to win one. <laughs> then you can delete it. Then I will delete it. I promise. Anyway, what have you been watching? Well, I'm going to end on the most controversial thing, probably, but I restarted Stranger Things. My wife had never watched the first season. She watched the second season with me, um, which is surprising. I mean, she's not a big scary thing, mm-hmm. and I don't think Stranger Things is overly scary, but her standard is, is slightly lower than mine. Um, but especially with Will being possessed most of that movie and people just being straight up eaten by demodogs, I'm surprised she handled it as well as she did to where she wanted to watch, go back and watch the first season. Right. Um, I I make her watch the title card on every episode because I love the music so much. Oh, it's much. so great. I, you know, I love that Netflix has the skip feature, but not on Stranger Things. See, here's my thing about the skip feature. I'm sure there are shows that have terrible title features. Yeah. But once you're into a show... You like, kind of like it. Right. No, like, that's like that's the thing I missed the, like, first. When I when a show is over, I just want to like go back and listen to the theme because it like brings me right back to where I was when I was enjoying yeah. it. And the Stranger Things one is so good. It's so good. 
the one the one I used in the most. Also, long. it's really short. How would you even skip it? Yeah, it, it it's I think it's longer than you remember it being. I don't. I'll bet it's not even a minute. Oh, the very few of them are probably a minute. But I skipped the West Wing one a bunch. That's fair. I mean, because West Wing's an hour long. Also, there's so many episodes. There's 20 <laughs> episodes a season. There's seven seasons. By like season three, I was like, I can't do this That's anymore. Fair. It's like uber patriotic. It's like taps. But <laughs> I shouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, carry on. But so, yeah, no, I Stranger Things is great. I've been powering through some more Critical Role, which even if you don't play D&D or not interested in playing D&D, I really recommend it because it's hilarious. It is so funny. But, yeah, you got to dedicate like four hours. I was about to, to say, it. how long are the episodes Dude, again? They're so long. <laughs> you can skip like the first 20 minutes is like news and the last 20 minutes is like news and then they take an intermission. So it's really only like two and a half hours. But they're, they're so entertaining. Those they're, they're like seven people, and they, they really have great chemistry. I've been powering through community like really slowly, just when I have, you know, at home, working on my computer, putting on an episode. I've gotten to season three, and it is not as good as I remember it being. If, uh, for those of you who don't remember, season three is the season where Dan Harmon got fired. Yeah, and there's a definite, like, tonal shift. Mm-hmm. Especially with Troy, Donald Glover's character. Like, I just, the whole AC storyline is dumb to me with John Goodman. Oh, I don't hate the AC storyline. Mostly just because I like John Goodman being in it. The Inspector Space Time stuff's pretty funny because I'm a Doctor Who fan. But yeah, most of it I don't care about. And then I rewatched Last Jedi. And that movie is better than we gave it credit for. I'm not sure that it is. It, it, it truly is. There, there are parts I really don't like. Like, I, I really, I can't get over the opening. And I've seen a lot of people be like, it's really pity. But, like, the Poe, Hux bit, I don't love. And I'm sorry, Bombers in Space is stupid. It's really stupid. <laughs> and the fact that everyone is so upset about, you destroyed the whole bomber fleet. Poe should have destroyed the bomber fleet. We were idiots for having bombers in space. Well, like, hang on. I, I mean, I agree with you. We shouldn't have bombers in space. But also, Poe's decision lost them, like, hundreds of people at least dozens at least dozens of people and and leia just like oh you don't do that rose's sister um but the 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 snoke luke kylo ray stuff is so good it is so good like ray almost feels like she's just regurgitating bs to luke in the beginning like she doesn't know what she's saying Mm -hmm. and she never gets like fulfillment for that so she just eventually has to decide to like be her own hero and i really dig that like there's a scene where she's like kylo ren's really strong on the dark side of the force so we need you to return and you're like you don't believe that like you don't even know what those words mean mm-hmm. so eventually when ray's just like okay you're not gonna do this i have to do it the way i i bought it like completely uh i love what they did with luke the people who hate it i don't truly get because luke is not really a character in the original three luke is like the beacon of good and hope and all yep. that the fact that he struggles and he feels regret and pain and failure alike and kylo is one of the best characters in star wars it's phenomenal absolutely yeah uh i, I didn't dislike holdo near as much and even the things like the canto bite storyline they move a lot quicker than i think i i think i was so taken back the first mm. time i saw it that it felt i was like why are we even here i don't care about this like i want to be like with ray and luke that this time, since I knew it was coming, 
it just it just moved a lot faster for me. I, I will I definitely will say it's it's not the best Star Wars. It's probably not in the best three Star Wars movies, but it's a really well made movie. Like there are great shots. There's some great performances. There's some cool analogies. Uh, I don't know. I like it. It's fine. It's better. Is than it? I was about to say, is it better or worse than Transformers? It's better than Transformers. I don't agree with it's you. It's still better than all of the prequel movies. I would definitely agree that you know, there's there's like what is it, two hours and forty minutes of that movie, something yeah. like that. I feel like you could cut that into a better movie. You probably could trim it down to a better movie. Honestly, I would again. I would be okay with most. It's not even the Rose and Finn storyline that bugs me so much. It's the it's the Poe rebellion yes. storyline mm-hmm. that I have the problem with. So if it was simply, hey, we're trying to get to this crate, right? Mm-hmm. We need to send you guys on a mission to try to stop the star, the dreadnought from following us. And there was none of that, like, in the middle, Holdo, Poe arguing bit that Mm -hmm. happens, like, four times. If none of that was in the movie, I would automatically like it better. That's probably the only thing I really think I'd really cut. Like, I just just can't get on board with Poe. I can't do it. I don't know. I could, I could totally cut the the Finn Rose storyline. It's not great, but yeah, I, it didn't bug me as much. But I mean, I could see it. Like the movies really should focus on Ray and Kylo. That should be eighty percent of the film are those two characters, in my opinion. Now that I'm thinking, I mean, no, hang on. I'm about to I'm about to delve into waters that I don't want to delve into. I'm curious. Ah, damn it. Well, because I know this whole podcast has been nothing but rabbit holes for us. So <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> You know, I know, I know. There's the the whole outrage. Everybody wants to like recut the film and take Rose out of it because they hate Rose. Whatever. Rose, like, she's a fine character. She mm-hmm. doesn't. But now that I'm thinking about it, she exclusively exists within a part of this movie to like teach Finn a lesson and then die. <laughs> yeah, that's not a very good message. Yeah. Well, she 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 doesn't die, and she keeps him from dying. So. Oh, she doesn't die. No. I thought she died. Well, you see her like black out, but you don't know if she's oh, dead. Oh, I thought she was dead. Yeah, I don't think okay, so. Okay, well, she, she, maybe I interpreted no, it. No, if she survives, then that's a little better. I, yeah. I, I thought, from what I remember of this movie, I thought that she like kissed him and died. I don't think she dies, man. <laughs> maybe I need to go watch it again. No, it's but... fine. You probably remember better. I, I, it's so weird to me the things that people don't like, but like the fact that Kylo goes into a blind rage when he sees Luke. Yeah. I love it. I do too. And and Luke at the end, I you know whether people like the Force Ghost thing or not. I don't. He's so like oh wait, cocky. No, I, I, I like I like the Force Ghost bit. I don't like the fading into the Force afterward. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the Force Ghost. No, bit. that's I'm really great. cool. Yeah, it's great. He just you know stands there, takes all the shots mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. For sure. No, like uh, I have a lot of criticisms of this movie, and a lot of them are documented in a previous podcast. But I would say Ryan Johnson did a great job of seeing that. Kylo was the most interesting character yeah. that was introduced in the last movie and like doubling down on what made him interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, he just does a great job. Like that character was interesting in the first one. And I feel like it would have been really easy, especially from the, like the internet backlash of, over the Kylo character to like ramp it down or make him, you know, whatever. But they, they doubled down on his angst, his moodiness, you know, his, his internal struggles. And I don't know. He's, he's just such an interesting character. Adam Driver is so good as him. He what makes I think Kylo so interesting to me is we've talked about at length how he's like a better version of Anakin. Yes. But you can, unlike Anakin, and maybe it's because Anakin is a prequel and, and you you know he ends up giving into the dark side. Mm-hmm. What makes Kylo great to me is when Anakin gets pissed off, 
he force chokes his pregnant wife. Right? <laughs> when Kylo gets pissed off, he destroys a computer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't target it at a person. Like, he redirects it. And so you're like, oh, he's just throwing temper tantrums. Like, no, he wants to kill things, mm-hmm. but the good in him, like, somehow redirects it somewhere else. And I just, I don't know. I It is Adam Driver's performance where it, it's just, you can see this, like, he has reason to be pissed off and angry and upset. Mm-hmm. But something inside of him, like, constantly just keeps him from going full-blown evil. Uh, and and it, it's really good. It's really interesting. And I, I just hope J.J. doesn't screw it up. Uh, J.J., if you're listening, you're not. But if you are... <laughs> Please don't fuck it up. Yeah. I like you, JJ. I like your work, but don't ruin this one. Prove it to me. (laughs) I'm going to see it anyway. It doesn't matter, but... For sure. I think that's it. I think that's it. Fantastic. Uh, Next week, Ant-Man comes out. We may or may not have an episode for you, depending on... uh, Schedules. On schedules. We'll have something... It will eventually get to Ant-Man. Yeah. Don't worry about it. There's not many other movies for us. There's not, so... Um, but cool. I'm oh, sorry. No, thank you guys for listening. That's always first. I'm so sorry. If you want to get in touch with us, if you have thoughts on Westworld, on why you think Westworld is the greatest show on earth, <laughs> uh, please email me so I can email you back on why you're wrong. <laughs> um, you can reach us at better than transformers at gmail.com. You can also reach us on, uh, Twitter and Facebook at BT transformers. Uh, we wish Ian the best with his anal fissures. Uh, lots of creams in his future. So many creams. Thank you to Zach Evans for our art and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys (laughs) some week later.